Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shape our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the uh, 1985 Val Kilmer Yummo classic, uh, Real Genius. 1985 <laughs> Real Genius. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't all have to find this digitally. It looks like at least one of us had this movie on uh, DVD. We won't spoil it right now, but we'll get to there. Um, so yeah, if you've never seen this movie, we always want to tell everyone listening in, please, uh, make this the reason that you go find it and watch it. It's currently streaming right now on stars, I think. Um, if not anywhere else, at least it's on stars. And then otherwise, you know, do what you do to find old movies, but, uh, we'll give you a few seconds to go find it, watch it, and then you can uh, be up to speed when we uh, talk about it. So we'll give you a few seconds for that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. Now we're all up to speed. You've seen the movie and now you can watch or uh, listen along as we uh, explain, uh, you know, our experiences with it. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of excited to, to get that part rolling at least a little bit here. And uh, of course, we don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves, Mandy, uh, because, you know, we don't care about what each other think anymore. Uh, we're Correct. dipping. This has got to be what is this like 140 ish episodes at this point? Uh, by the time this yeah, one comes for out, sure. so oh, that's uh, how long it took for my headphones to take a shit. So. Right to stop working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mandy's currently. So hopefully, sorry to our normal listeners if I sound like shit, and maybe I sound better. Who knows? I hey. guess we'll have to wait and find out. We'll see but. if we we'll get some feedback. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if Mandy's uh worse at the games than normal, we'll just blame it on her lack of headphones. So, uh, we've we've overcome that uh, obstacle, and now we're gonna see if we can connect to our guest. Uh, because Mandy, we don't like to talk about these movies alone. We bring on someone else. And today we're very excited to have returning guest, uh, Grand Rapids area comedian and podcaster and voice talent. Mr. Brian Atkinson is with us. Hello. <laughs> Pause Brian, for I'm make up for how shitty I sound with how wonderful you sound, which <laughs> you, you could be like, you could be like reading the dictionary and it would sound so nice. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the word. Uh, Dick Shinari. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we make it the phone booth or the thesaurus, an encyclopedia, <laughs> anything else really? Sure. That'd be fine. Right, absolutely. <laughs> it's and the Shinari part that you don't like in that. Exactly. In that word, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing quite like an unsolicited shun pick. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. The the Shinari part. It's just too close to missionary, and we can't have that on the show. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, you Brian, out there. Brian, we always ask everyone uh, yeah. who's, who's on the show, all of our guests, how long had it been since you watched the film before we made you watch it for the podcast? Uh, funny, I was listening to an episode uh, probably this fall, late fall, um, November maybe, and Mandy mentioned it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I haven't watched that in a while. So I got it out and watched it then. And when you say got it out, you pulled, you hold, you held up earlier, not, you know, clearly not for our audio is. listeners, but yeah, you have the, the DVD in hand. Yeah, I own a copy of this movie and he loved it, it so much that when I mentioned it, he just pulled it out. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't go without saying that one. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I just pulled it out. And, uh, and I also have a copy of it on my phone. Okay. Uh, so, so I can watch wow. it anytime I want. <laughs> Um, I'll explain why I'm laughing so hard at that shortly. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So, uh, okay, so you, you've seen it very recently, clearly. Mandy, yeah. uh, Mandy, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we made you watch it? Um, a few years, maybe not that long. Um, although watching it with a critical eye was a little bit different. Um, I watched it. I watched it a lot as a kid. No, I mean, I still loved it. I did. And I loved it more the second time I watched it than the first time only because I was like, I, I really, it's hard when Matt watches a movie for the first time. I was gonna, you've got to stop watching these movies under the lens of me watching the movies too, because you no, get, you get so ups, like you get so scared about how much I'll hate the movie. Now, granted, well, let me just burst that bubble for everyone. This movie, in my opinion, was one of the worst movies that we've covered so far, <laughs> but I do understand that people love, you know, weird things that I, I shouldn't even say that people love things differently than than i do right like yeah. you're allowed to like gotten, other things you've gotten a lot better at that but when i make you watch a movie not make you but when we have to watch a movie that i loved as a kid that you haven't seen i'm automatically like i'm not hesitant towards the movie mm-hmm. but i'm just like oh i i, I'm, I want you to like it it's just yeah. it's it really it's not just you it's anybody that watches a movie that i liked i'm like i really want you to like this and when they don't sure. i'm i'm like eh, you know i i hope that you did so when and, i was watching this for the first time who is it this is Jesus, kid. <laughs> and it's been a very naughty boy. That's all I can think of when <laughs> anybody says they don't like this movie. Come on. Very good. Very good. Uh, um, it, it was definitely it was uh, it was 80s. It was, but I I still really really liked uh, liked it a lot. And I'm interested in finding out why you didn't. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing about this median, uh, right? Like when you. When we present these, we we hope, or at least for the most part, we hope that the audience enjoys them as much as we did when we were kids. And sometimes when we rewatch these films, we find out that we are very mistaken and we were, you know, we were very wrong as children, right? So I get that. That's happened to me, clearly. I've had some movies that I absolutely thought I loved and then rewatched again. And it was just not good. Now, as far Out as... the Navigator. Right, for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, now... Uh, as far as how long it's been since I watched this movie, I did not know this movie existed until you mentioned it, Mandy. Um, I've never seen this movie, never heard of this movie, which is strange. It's like not, it was not in my wheelhouse at all. Which is crazy because I do feel like it would have, like, I feel yeah. like as a kid, you would have liked this movie. Sure, sure. It makes sense to, I, so I guess that's what I was going to ask. Is is this movie a kid's movie? Like, do you think this no. was geared for children or? No. So it should we have s- watched this as a child? <laughs> It came out the summer after I graduated from high school, okay. getting ready to go off to college. And since the movie takes place in a college campus, to me, it was very, you know, very relatable, uh, a lot of fun. It was so much more fun than most of the movies that were coming out right then, okay. like Top Gun or what a garbage patch. Oh, that my God. Thing is. That was a God awful <laughs> film. I agree with you there. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, one, that didn't hold up so much either. <laughs> so we, I think we've talked about this one before, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. Like it or love it or don't, if you start quoting from it, it changes your perspective of the movie. You enjoy sure. saying the things, hearing the things, everything gets funnier that way. This is absolutely uh, one of those things. Okay. I quote this movie all, like whenever somebody says that they don't like something, I always say, "Oh, now I know what to get you for your birthday." I say that yeah. all the time. <laughs> so on this particular episode, normally I run the uh, 
the soundboard, but Brian has also brought along a bit of a soundboard as well. So Brian, give them a taste of your soundboard. And I'm only saying this because I care. There are a lot of decaffeinated brands on the market today that are just as tasty as the real thing. Nice. Very good. Yeah. So I could see where that would come up into actual, you know, conversation. Absolutely. Especially because it was such a non sequitur in the, uh, in the film, which was great. Uh, I just want to put this into perspective along with other films that came out in the same period. We've got other films from 1985, including uh, The Goonies, St. Elmo's Fire, The Breakfast Club, Spies Like Us, Brewster's Millions, Mm. uh, you know. Every one of those. Yeah, Vision Quest. So this one had a bit of a a list to hold up against. The Explorers. You know, there was quite a a weird science, too. Uh, This was very much on par with like a weird science type. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But and then from, you had all the character crossovers from Bachelor Party, the Tom Hanks classic yeah, that I came did, out yes. re, uh, around that time. I noticed that. I, and then there were a bunch of people. Uh, so we've got, obviously, uh, Uncle Rico from uh, Napoleon Dynamite is in the film. Right? John Grease. <laughs> um, the girl uh, that plays, um, oh, help me out here. Not Sherry. Um, the girl, the weird girl, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. The yeah, weird girl, yeah. She, she played she was judy from revenge of the nerds the year before yeah yep okay uh, so, michelle that... myrink uh i yes. had a total insane crush on her nice when i, I saw the her. movie and then i found out like that fall that she was dating crispin glover makes sense oh. who we know from back to the future and a yes. variety of things like that the yep. the squirrely guy right and i was like nope <laughs> If I do. That's, they're if a pair, that's though. What she wants no, and I, <laughs> and I was I was done with her. Okay, so this is this is like a beauty thing from the eighties, but I could not get past the fact that she had a visible mustache, and this right. is something that I noticed even as a child. Like I was like, sure. mm-hmm. she's cute. Like I do enjoy her her whole personality and her body is great and everything, but like it was her lips. I'm like a weird lip teeth person, and mm. then like I'm like really in the 80s did they not bleach or wax mustaches like they couldn't have done that before this movie this is not i wonder I mean, if I guess nerds though yeah i wonder if they did that on purpose like i wonder if they just made it so that she was so oblivious to her own appearance that that's just how she presents herself in the world uh well because we're talking about her let me get a little taste of, of jordan here <laughs> no not emotionally no disappointed not terribly but still it should have gone much further much faster it's okay though i know what the problem is it's obviously the drag coefficient i'll just have to redesign the label so to me uh, to interrupt my own clip here this sounds like it was written in broken english on purpose it sounds like this was written for somebody with a foreign accent and they just were like, I guess she'll work. And we threw her in here instead. Well, they talked about like Caltech. They went to like Caltech and they researched what geniuses look like and what they do. And they said they basically get dressed in the dark. They okay. don't know. They don't care about appearance. Their minds are just like completely full of just stuff. So like they don't and they don't. I mean, really, if you're that smart, I, I do feel like that you just don't meet social norms most of the time. Obviously there are exceptions to the rule, but when your mind is, is focusing on like one thing in particular, I don't think that you like in her mind works so fast. She doesn't sleep. So she can't, she doesn't even finish a sentence. She doesn't finish any of her thoughts. She's just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and fun fact, Val Kilmer is one of the smartest people in Hollywood has an IQ of 184. Wow. 
Yeah, so, which is crazy smart. Yeah. And anyway. you're hot too. But, so I'm guessing, I'm I'm assuming that had to be part of the reason why he was selected for this film. I wonder if they knew that at the time and were just like kind of leaning into his, I don't know, um, maybe, yeah. maybe they his, thought he his, would work well. They were leaning into his face because he, okay. he was hot. I mean, what? he's not hot anymore, but he's had a ton of health issues. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah. He's in his like, 60s. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he has a trach and stuff, but he's still yeah. like, they he's been coming out more into like the spotlight because he was gone for so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, I mean, he's just loved so much by his family and he is such just such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, when you played a clip from the ice scene. Yes. And... Well, I'll continue it just by the way. Okay. Just... Maybe another half an hour. Oh, unfortunate looking Mitch. Yeah. Unfortunate. It, but he did grow up to like not look so weird. He really? definitely grew more into his face. Because for <laughs> um and when he was wet and his hair was down a little bit, he didn't look as bad, but yeah, oh. as a kid, I just remember not thinking that he was cute. So um, to create the bobsled run and the skating rink, thousands of feet of tubing connected to the power, a powered refrigeration unit were buried beneath the floor. Um, wow. and, and it was, yeah, and that's the thing about this movie. There's more to, more than just this. They, had, <coughs> they used crushed ice and they watered it several times a day just for this scene. Um, uh, director Martha Coolidge said it took a a, a Oh, it looked great with all the ice. And we worked for two weeks in the equivalent of like a meat locker. So just yeah. for that one scene. Yeah. And wow. it had to be less than like a five minute scene. I I, I can't imagine yeah. that yeah. they spent that, any I, more time than that on it. That seems so crazy to me. I can't imagine this movie without that scene though, because sure, that right. is like when Mitch meets, I mean, well, really gets to meet Val Kilmer and he's so goofy and lovable. And then they mm-hmm. get to meet freaking douchebag Kent and how much he sucks. I mean, you meet him earlier and you find out he sucks, but like this Which, just you. it blew my mind that this movie came after Bachelor Party. Uh-huh. Right? That he was supposed to be younger in this, you know what I mean? Like in, in Bachelor Party, he seemed well older than even like Tom Hanks or, or all the rest of those characters. Like he was like a well-established person with like a plan moving forward, you know? And in this movie, obviously he's supposed to be dressed up to look like a kid. He's got the braces and the whole thing, which that part, the braces scene and like coming in as the voice of God and all that stuff was great. I loved that. I thought that was really well done. Um, But this, so this movie, I want to start off with this, not to start off on a bad note, but like one of the very first scenes in this, in this film, um, we are witnessing what we find out is, a produced film showing what a laser could do once it gets built. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of this is the, the military has uh, commissioned this school and the most brilliant minds that they could come up with to, to make a laser that's a non-wartime weapon that they can just shoot out and snipe somebody without having to, to put troops on the ground. Right. And so we witnessed this happen in the beginning of the film and then they, basically show that it's you know we've been watching a movie they're in like a conference room in the war room trying to see what this thing will do and in one of the scenes the the guy who is driving the the plane whatever the the what is it the crossbow the crossbow yeah they call it the cross it's like operation crossbow he says this line which bothered me so much that i had to pull this clip let me make sure i've got it good and good and loud here (laughs) 
just like shooting ducks in a barrel. He says, just like shooting ducks in a barrel. Yeah. And I've never <laughs> once heard anyone no. refer to it's always fish in a barrel, fish in a barrel. Yeah. or sitting ducks. Sitting, or, ducks in a pond. Ducks yep. on a pond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the idea of shooting ducks in a barrel, to me, I found both absurd and really funny. Like the idea, like yeah. the visual <laughs> of just having a barrel full of ducks and just, but yeah. Right. So that and sort that, of soured the movie for, <laughs> for me right there. Well, and then you have the guys afterwards, the government guys, <laughs> who are just terrible, terrible people. So it's both immoral. And unethical. Yes. <laughs> it's the laugh that gets me. Yeah, right. They can say, so it's both immoral and unethical. And I'm okay with that because it's just words. And then they all go, ha, 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 ha. like, oh, great. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, it, it basically, that, that is the government. It was then, it is now, and it will yep. always, will always be. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so let's start out then with, um, I guess uh, like key performances or, or sure. just standout performances before I go too far into telling you why I don't think this movie is good. <laughs> Let's try to peel back and let you guys uh, expand on what, uh, you know, the, the best parts of this movie or the best character, I guess. Yeah. Either Mandy, one, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I love Grace. Mandy, your audio is very very bad right at the moment here it's all it's all robot and garbage are you were you doing anything okay. during that like were you typing or anything uh i was scrolling on my computer okay uh i don't know if that would can have you anything hear me now? to do yeah we can hear you now great so go ahead <laughs> sorry okay well sorry um john grease the guy that plays laszlo like mm -hmm. i love him i think that this that's probably the most memorable thing for me when i was a kid like I just like remember, you know, him going in and out of the closet. And I remember the story, like, obviously the backstory doesn't necessarily have to do with him, but that he found out things were killing people. And I just think he's adorable. And I love that he um, does like the Frito-Lay thing. And um, yeah. he, he just plays like a weirdo, like a really yeah. good weirdo. <laughs> sure. um, and it, it's just like you had described though, when they, when they went to find out what a genius looks like, it's basically this guy, he's unkempt, he's wearing pajamas all the time he's got weird slippers on and he's just doesn't talk to people doesn't look directly at anybody and i thought that was that probably would have been my standout character also was laszlo um and just because of that we do have a clip now we have the clip of chris who is val kilmer talking about him or we have a clip of him which would you prefer oh <laughs> we'll, go with, we'll go with both yeah yeah all right uh so here's the story of laszlo holy or hollyfeld Mm -hmm. In high school, they stuffed me in a mailbox. Did I tell you that? My teachers disliked me because I was smarter than they were. The students hated me because I blew the bell curve. Does that sound familiar? Man, Mitch, man, that sure feels like familiar you. to me. My mother used yeah. to dress me in white shirts. And I had the same thing going on. That's the part that makes me like, that's why Val Kilmer got the part. Because he understood how it years, felt. I studied and, it, and it made it that you? part where he was delivering that line so personal, so relatable. And kind and loving to Mitch, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. I, I completely bought that uh, sure. in that moment. Yep. What? Hollyfeld. Okay, here we go. The guy in the closet? Laszlo Hollyfeld. And I followed him into the closet, down into the steam tunnels. And there I saw the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Hollyfeld in his pajamas. Nice. Um, I do enjoy the fact that if so, if no one's ever heard of or seen this film, 
like if they were coming into this movie like I would have been coming into this listening in, um, we have described a very strange movie. Um, yeah. You know, uh, genius children commissioned by the government to create a space laser that that kills people on command. Um, and I think that is what my issue is with this movie. Okay. Now, it's going to seem like this movie seems like they had an idea, like that they had what they wanted to have happen, and then somehow things just stopped working, and they just kept trying to tuck in bits of a storyline. that it, uh, it, it was as disjointed to me as something like Little Monsters was when we rewatched Little Monsters, which I adored. Oh, no, I have to disagree. This I adored is that movie. Fluid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I get you. I, I, you know, I mean, like I said to you, but that's what I saw in this movie. It just seemed like I want to go in this direction and stay in this direction. And then all of a sudden we're like, no, we got to go back and, and fix some other issue. Or now we've got, you know, Kent being an asshole and we've got to figure out why Kent's an asshole and what he's trying to do with his life. And just, I don't know. It just seemed very, I don't know, bouncing back and forth to me. Yeah. I, I get that. Uh, yeah. But, so they got know, their idea the, of the, the story of, oh, sorry, Mindy, go ahead. No, you please, please. Okay. We're here to hear what you have to say. Everyone <laughs> hears me every week. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I look forward to it every week. Nice. Um, the uh, they they have the storyline of okay here, like Matt said, it's the genius children. They're at college. They're developing what they think is just a school project, and it turns out that there is, as Laszlo says at one point, perhaps there's a particular use for which it's been designed from the beginning. And they kind of realize that, and they go through that whole angsty moment as as they figure out what's happened. Um, and, and they they get there. They go from they're doing a school project. You know, it's not a volcano, but it's just as good. Yep. To to they actually build this thing. The government does steal it, and then what? And I think they set up this nice rhythm throughout that there's if you get screwed, you pull a prank. Yep. So um, and you you've got to get revenge on the person yeah. that wronged it's you. It's a moral right? imperative, uh-huh. if you will. Yeah. Right. And so really it's like there there's these three vignettes throughout the areas. They they get Kent back and then they get um Jerry back. And you know, it's it's really it's just that kind of sequence over and over again. Um, and eventually getting the government back and they get Jerry back at the same time. And and then in the middle of that, they're like, Well, but we need to make this as quotable as Animal House. Sure. Or as, as funny as that, or uh, Revenge of the Nerds, because yeah. this is just an, another Revenge of the Nerds story. Just with a little less rape, you know. Sure. There's like, a, well, a little, a little, little bit less, <laughs> because the whole Sherry Nugel character. Right, and that's oh, what right? I was going to say. That's the part that was the disjointed stuff for me. We had yeah. this, like, nerd uh, horror lady who's just, like, trying cougar. to get with... Can we call her a nerd cougar? I guess, yeah. She's <laughs> trying to get with the top ten smartest minds in the country, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it all pulls together because she ends up with Laszlo and yeah. she's been looking but for it, him for a long time. But was it necessary for her to go after the 15-year-old? She said, oh, hold on. He's I have, 15! I have He's a quote. <laughs> Let's see if I can find my... Okay, here we go. I, I have titled this as Sherry Nugel Assaults a 15-year-old. Yes. Taylor? Uh, who? My name is Sherry Nugel. I've been waiting three years for this. <laughs> so since he was 12. For what? Right. You. For you to be old enough. You're not old enough. <laughs> he's 15. <laughs> yeah, he is not old enough. So No, he's not. Jordan is 19. So technically, that's still illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, here's here's a little, a little Easter egg. 
when uh, Chris is getting the, uh, the tour of uh, Darlington Labs, as he's, you know, that's when he meets Sherry himself, and he mm-hmm. has his, we assume, Sherry Nugel moment. Yep. They, they talk about uh, a previous conquest of hers who says, isn't he dead? He is now. Yes. No, which is a great moment. But what was the name of that professor? Old Professor Hofstetter, which if you are a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, Uh-oh. that's the last name of interesting uh, well, the, uh, okay yeah see i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the big bang theory okay but that that, i mean i got a feeling though if people are they're probably in like they probably enjoy this movie it's probably i mean sure. it's, um, it's sure. just a bunch of smart people doing smart people stuff well, you know? it's smart people bit. on ice Yay, yeah <laughs> this might change your tune too so all of the lasers in this movie were real none okay. of them what? were fake yes nice. um the laser technology it was actually um the math professor that you meet in the beginning that's like oh i think the kids like it when i'm like get down verbally or whatever his name is martin martin gunderson oh sorry i totally over it totally buried it (laughs) i had i had him right there yeah well um so he is actually from the university of south of south uh california and he um like helped them develop all the lasers and unfortunately <clears throat> the lasers obviously you can see them with your human eye but in film because of the way it was back then yeah sure you, it would be like nothing and then there like you didn't see the laser like moving so they would actually have to like shoot the beams back and it was just it was very difficult to like get it all working but all of the lasers that they show you in the movie are they're not cgi it's all like real lasers which i oh, think is wow. that's kind of impressive yeah for sure well, they practical. definitely didn't have CGI back then. No, right? they didn't. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but you would think, but, like, I don't know. But like they did with Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. a few years earlier, they, you know, hand-painted the uh, lightsabers on the film, and then, you know, they got a, I figured they did that with this, too. God, uh, what, a, what a, a sucky job. Yeah, hey, what's what your job? You I, I just hand-painted all the, I hand-painted all of yeah. the, the lasers on the, yeah, that would right. suck. Yeah. I mean, dude, someone would be stoked to have that job, I got a feeling. Uh, yeah, that's also, true. another uh, issue with this movie that I had is this movie is completely obsessed with, like, penis and any, like, over-sexualizing every situation, really. It was weird. Welcome to the mid-80s, oh, man. That yeah. bothers you? Yeah, dude, it was crazy. Like, the whole idea, like, do you have a uh, uh, hammer in a six-inch nail with a yeah so chris knight's characters oh do you have the clip i do yeah okay yeah do the well first we're gonna do i'm gonna do this one here chris is this one i have titled chris is obsessed with peen good because all my filth is in alphabetical order this for example was under h for toy what is it this it's a penis stretcher yeah you want to try it's a penis stretcher you want to try it i'm kidding 15 year old boy in my dorm room versions in an attempt to avoid responsibility I uh, dropped off my luggage and now all my bags yeah, are whatever. empty. We don't care. Yeah. Okay, and then here's the I mean, other one. Done, yeah, now this is when he meets. party and Porky's and you're like, I just, I think that this is over-sexualized. <laughs> it's, it, it has zero context. Like it's yeah. just, there's just a conversation and then all of a sudden we get things like yeah. this. Yeah, but that's how Chris is. He's yeah. also like, don't. Oh, okay. Are you going to talk or am I going to play? No, I don't go know. for it. Okay. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> can't stand it. Have you ever seen a body like this before in your life? She happened to be my daughter. Oh, well, then I guess you have. Coming down? Yeah. 
No, seriously, listen. If there's ever anything I can do for you, or more to the point, to you, you let me know, okay? Can you hammer a six-inch spike through a board with your penis? Not right now. The girl's got to have her standards. Yikes. Like, just, so, I don't know, just such a weird, yeah. shocking I line. I love that part. Like, yeah. I, loved, I loved him and all of his sexualness when I was young. Like, I, yeah. for one thing, he was all, like, like bunched up like like um mitch was and then later he's like you know what i just let loose and this is what college is about Mm -hmm. and even though we're smart doesn't mean what is he all brains and no penis you know like he so it i mean it makes sense i mean and it's just like revenge of the nerds you know they oh hair pie or you know like all that kind of stuff super yeah that was super (laughs) sexualized too but uh which again like i love porkies i like movies like that i love bachelor party i'm not a prude (laughs) in that sense it's just so like out of left just for like the shock factor of seeing this cute little girl say uh hammer in a six inch nail with your cock or whatever like it just i don't know it just seems so weird to me but anyhow <laughs> they didn't use that word they no they didn't <laughs> no but i did spend the next you know basically 35 years saying if there's anything i can ever do for you or more to the point to you nice you let me know Was that okay your pickup line when oh, you were in college abs- i mean you know i this movie came out in august and in september i'm off at college and you can be sure i said that nice um, i had you know no material of my own but i could quote the crap out of movies that- nice. um well so- there are worse movies that you could have yeah. quoted uh, I'm going to take us back to something real quick, just because sure. we were doing standout performances. And I agree with you wholeheartedly that Laszlo or John Grease is uh, Uncle Rico. Absolutely <laughs> a great standout. But I love uh, Robert Prescott, who played Kent yeah. as a, you know, he's such a great foil. And I had seen him in Bachelor Party earlier, Tom Hanks' first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the crush on Jordan. Um, and I really did not like uh, Gabriel Jarrett who played Mitch, but sure. I had just seen Val Kilmer in Top Secret, his first movie. And yeah, okay. like, and so I just thought, ah, oh, he's just fantastic. He's great. But there's one little nugget that um, I think gets overlooked. And uh, I don't remember the name of the actor right now, but he plays Ick. Yes. Okay. The guy who develops the whole frozen thing and the giant cherries. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You want one of these cherries I grew on myself? That guy? Yeah. yeah, that guy. And I just, he was, to me, he was like a charming little, you know, fun guy. He did like four movies or something after this. You know, he never really did anything. Yeah, it looks and like then, his name is Mark. Mark. Yeah. Mark. Kamiyama. Yeah, there I you, go. you said it because I, I screw everything up. So, yeah. <laughs> Man is not allowed to pronounce names. Sure, I am not. I am so horrible. And this probably would have turned out racist. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he looks like he was in a movie. I would not have said it correctly. Actually, um, speaking of like Asian people, <laughs> um, one, of of Asian. The, <clears throat> one of the nerds, and I can't think, I can't find him on here, um, but I wanted to and I forgot to do it. He was the fighter in Karate Kid 2, I believe. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Yoji Akimoto. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep, he was in Karate Kid, and then he and was so also... My husband, my husband and I just finished watching Cobra Kai, like, the third season, and he <laughs> nice. comes in. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had the biggest crush on him when I was a kid during Karate Kid 2. Like I wow. was like, this is like the hottest guy ever. So we literally finished that and then watched this movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there he is. And there my is. husband's like, that's the guy different when he had his like kimono open and right. he was all like, drenched in the rain right. you know it's not the same but yeah but then and i think we also have to mention william atherton yep i was just yes. gonna say yeah we've got and Professor how, Jerry. how many movies now has this been that you guys have done with william atherton in it get your uh, ghostbusters uh, die yep. hard and ghostbusters so that's yep. three yeah and then this, this, will, this, will, this will be our fourth yeah and he has played a smarmy asshole ass hat and like <laughs> all of them yep. sorry i'm trying really hard not to cuss because i know that you do like clean comedy and i want you to be oh, able to share i ruined that i said the word cock earlier and, <laughs> and now so yeah nice <laughs> and so to be clear i don't uh use particular language on stage or particular topics on stage mm -hmm. but uh you know in my everyday walking around i don't have a sailor's mouth either it's just years and years of working on a radio where i just can't say those words sure but it's not like i don't think people should say them okay. <laughs> be yourself manny come on okay for sure all right well and you listen to this enough that you know that i'm a potty mouth so oh yeah really i i all summer like if i'm on the lawn this is what i've got in my uh in my earbuds Aww, and uh now, I'm working from home here. I'm in my studio office thing. And so while I'm just, you know, mindlessly doing my regular day job stuff on Wednesdays, when the show comes out, I'm, I'm, you know, an early listener awesome. on the, on the Apple podcast so cool, and make sure you add a review. If you're listening on Apple, podcast, yeah, that would be, it, it helps Aww, people find the, the show and yeah. Um, Perfect. So I have something that has nothing to do with, uh, I don't even know if you know what this is, Brian, but, um, <laughs> Rescue have, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Do you remember them? Uh, so I know what Chippendales are. Those are the guys in the tuxedos <laughs> with no shirts. That's uh, Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley, right? That's, right. Uh, <laughs> in the SNL skit, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> if you're referring to Chippendale, the chipmunks in the Disney cartoons, uh, when you combine that with Rescue Rangers, I got nothing. Okay, okay. So Matt, did you watch Rescue Rangers as a kid? I did. I don't mean to cut you off, Mandy, but we have an, a minute left until oh, we get okay. the break. So let's finish the Rescue Rangers. Yep. No, it's okay. We'll just for let sure. them. Uh, in the meantime, we have a uh, theme song for the activity we're about to do. It goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It is time for us to play chop this synopsis. And what that means from you, Brian, we need a 10 word or less synopsis of the film Real Genius. That means something that would go on the back of the DVD or something on the drop down before you click on it on Netflix just to draw people in. So 10 words or less. Yeah, right. But look at how many words that is. He just held up the, DVD. On the back of the It's DVD. just a whole paragraph. We don't need that. This is the, mm -hmm. the now words. generation. We can't handle waiting that long. So in the meantime, we'll have the break for you to figure that out. We'll get that from you after the break, and we will be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast, so can you keep them quiet? during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast. I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? 
Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Come to count on it. Which is not not true. Chop this, right. chop this synopsis. And we're back. All right. It is now time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. And we are being joined once again by uh, Grand Rapids area comedian and podcaster and voice talent, Mr. Brian Atkinson. Please, if you could, give us your 10 word or less synopsis of Real Genius. Take it away. I have two. All right. Yeah, yeah. Synopsis. Let's get them both. <laughs> yeah. The first one. The first one is another Tears for Fears music video, but with pranks, <laughs> jokes. Yeah, for sure. That's it. That is. That was a, a, a little send up for for Matt there with the yeah. jokes. Jokes. <laughs> Love that. Very good. Very good. Uh, and my second one, there are alternates, so you fill in whichever name you want. Uh, John Grease, Val Kilmer, followed by is the only actor who survived the eighties. <laughs> yeah could have been any of them yeah really yep there you go Wh whoever's reading sure. that would believe it for sure yeah <laughs> um, all right so we were talking about during uh the break here that we uh uh mandy has on some new uh bedazzled headphones they, mm. they glow they light up they have uh ears <laughs> and a unicorn horn yeah so good um, these are my, my daughters and they're they're actually not too bad yeah nice uh so yeah that reminded brian of this clip so let's just play it why is that toy on your head? Because if I wear it anywhere else, it chafes. I'm sorry. It, it's just that I didn't want you guys to think I was stuck. In, you know, no fun. All brain, no penis. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> Pardon me? But that got all, uh, what's her name, all juiced up. She was yep. like. Sherry. unusual. But here's the, you heard a little tiny bit of uh, the Darlington recruiter there. <laughs> Uh, a guy who just because I do just enough voice work that I'm aware of people out there in the world who do this and his is the career that I've always wanted. Okay. That actor has been in over 2000 television programs, Jeez, uh, really? law and order Chicago. I mean, name it since well before this, he got picked because he can do lots of different sound alike voices he can do ADR, uh, so that's the uh, the dialogue replacement. So when they bring in the actual actor to to do the dialogue again to get better sound quality, or they have somebody do their voice. So mm -hmm. he comes into the studio, watches it on the screen, and then makes his voice match what he sees on the screen. Now here's the payoff of all of that. The actor's name is Harry Johnson. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I was trying to wait for Mandy to get a really good sip there before I said Very good. it. <laughs> All yeah. brain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Harry Johnson is probably not all brain. No yeah, well, does. I was just going to, yeah, he's, he's yeah. all brain and Harry Johnson. So that's. Uh, as it turns out, though, as he did this movie, he went under the name that he used for a few years, you know, to avoid exactly what we were all thinking. Sure. He went by Chip. Nice. Nice. Oh. Chip yeah. Johnson, yeah. yeah. Chip Johnson, <laughs> so, which is to... way better than Harry Chip. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. that's true. Uh, Different uncle picture. All right, uh, let's just stay on theme here. Uh, yeah. Speaking of penis, uh, here's Jordan <laughs> going into the men's bathroom while uh, yeah. Mitch is trying to relieve himself, and here. the kid leaving doesn't wash. <laughs> For, yeah, I noticed. No. that. I thought that was going to be the funny point of the scene was that nope. they were. 
Didn't even be, mention it. No, not at all. Oh, like, and I don't even think he flushed, to be honest. Like, right. yeah. there was no flushing and no washing. And like, Nothing. I babysit a six-year-old. He doesn't do either of those things either. But, but I, he does half the time he doesn't wipe. And I'm like, get back in there. To be fair, though, if you're not going to wash, I would almost prefer that you not flush either. Like just whatever yeah. less contact you can have inside that room would probably be better off no. for Until all of you us. You have but... to go see to his duty in the in the right. toilet because right. it was a stall. He he made a stall trip. Yeah, that that yeah. requires. Yeah, there is no. Avoiding. I mean, he had to tuck in. He wasn't just unzipping. He had like the whole pants down. Unless yeah. he's a sitter. Yeah. Which if you have a, if you have a belt and pants, you have to zip up. Like you're not gonna want to be a sitter in that situation. <laughs> all right. Well, here, here's the clip though. Oh, hi, good morning. I thought I saw you come in here. I met last night, remember? I had the sled with me. I'm Jordan. Oh, here, I made you a sweater. I made last you a night? sweater. Yeah, it's just something I do with my hands. I hope I got the size yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, <laughs> I have a brother, and I use him for a size in comparison. And I have pretty good eye for that sort of thing, so I just went ahead and made you one because, you know, I was up. Are you peeing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never sleep. I don't know why. I had a roommate, and I drove her nuts. I mean, really nuts. They had to take her away in an ambulance and everything. But she's okay now, but she had to transfer to an easier school. But I Jesus. All right. I can't handle yeah. it. Even even from the audio, I'm like, all right. That's yeah, but that was lady. still very impressive from an act from an actor's standpoint. Like, she, yeah. like she was able off. to like do, pull all that, all that off. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah. You have to be a spaz on um, command. One of the... Well, but the little well, at the end of again. that, so she rattles off. Okay, well, I gotta go. When she's embarrassed, she finally leaves. Okay, well, I gotta go. She leaves out, and he and Mitch goes, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I just like that he was. She's like, she's like, "Are you going?" Are you done? Yeah. And he's like, "No." no. He's like, yeah. "I can't start." Why? Because I'm here. And he's like, "Yeah, I think so." Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so the Jordan weird part. Is actually <laughs> Jordan is actually. Um, for like the generation that watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which I think is a like more like Matt in my area. Um, they uh, that is who um Gadget. You remember Gadget? The she's girl, the lady, the little girl mouse. Girl chipmunk. Uh, I thought yes. she was a, she, she a was mouse? based on. They're not all chipmunks, uh, are they? Maybe she's a mouse. I don't know. I gotta investigate. I, her this. name you is Gadget talking. Hackwrench. Okay. Okay, so she is who, like, they based her character on Jordan, and she could fix anything, and she was just, she talked really fast, and so, yeah, I was super excited to see that, because Rescue Rangers, now that Disney is, um, you know, Disney Plus is out, like, Kate yeah. will watch them now, and she's like, oh, this is so cool. And Gadget Hackwrench yeah. uh, is uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. She's certainly a mouse. She has a long mouse tail and mouse ears. And it says she was played by Tress McNeil, but that was probably in a later edition Mm. of, uh, of rescue Rangers, but that's awesome, dude. I I loved, I used to watch the shit out of some, right. (laughs) Yeah. It was this dark wing duck. Uh, yeah, DuckTales, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, tail, tailspin. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. For sure. I'm now remembering, Um, (laughs) I would get done watching something and that would come on and I would turn off the TV and like go do right. you know, adult, other, adult things. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, or, you know, I was junior, senior year of high school, something like that. So yeah. it, that it just, it oh, was, yeah. I wasn't the target audience. Let's just leave it at that. For sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. I just remember getting the toys uh, so- in the McDonald's happy meals. They used to have the rescue Rangers. Also, they did not have happy meals when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> You were just so sad. Like, yeah. are you serious? 
I'm serious. Yeah, there was oh, no. it, there was no happy meal. It it was there was no kids meal. There was, was just a like sad yeah. Meal. They have a burger and an orange drink and small fries and and that was what kids ate. You know, the happy meal oh, was introduced in June of 1979. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I I was eight, I aged out of that <laughs> of happy meals yeah, i would have sure. been uh, is that possible because i will st- i still enjoy a happy meal from time to time <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh but all right that's a euphemism if you have a coupon sure. you know and it's not <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have not talked about the popcorn scene which i really want to talk about before For sure. we get i'm so glad so excited um, yes so i didn't like, pull that any clips to me I, di- I didn't pull any clips from the popcorn scene because it would have, have just internet? been it would have just been <laughs> yeah right right like that's the whole thing. I was I, like, it's just I've montages got, on the last half of this yeah, movie. But. Yeah. I've got only one thing to say about the popcorn, and then I will get out of the way. <laughs> is when the laser fires outside from the plane, it burns through the yard, through the fence, up through the house, gets to the stained glass mirror, and then it stops. Yep. And uh-huh. then it hits the big ball of foil with the jiffy pop inside. <laughs> And and that part right there is like I get the drama of it approaching, but that's the part that always made me go, why would it track right. and then stop? That makes no sense. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say about the popcorn. Well, I had that's an, okay. I had a similar thought during that. I was like, if this is this precision space laser, why is it hitting like thirty yards outside yeah. of the house and then tracking into the house? And I got the whole like the stained glass window god was still talking to uh kent Kent. through his braces so it made this whole like biblical experience and he even contorted his hands back and was doing that face up toward the light thing and yeah so actually god stopped talking to him when he got there and he was mad don't you know do you want me to go in here or not (laughs) Uh, do we want a taste oh no mandy do your do your popcorn thing we keep oh that's okay so that's okay this is kind of long but i feel like everybody wants to know about this so that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) that's fun stuff i'm all done now (laughs) (laughs) okay so the popcorn was treated with like an anti-flame retardant type of not anti-flame retardant (laughs) it's just completely flammable yeah it's very very flammable (laughs) material So, like, they actually had to have, like, people stand guard to keep the birds from eating it (laughs) uh, because they would have died. So, and there were birds everywhere. Um, Oh. Get (laughs) scarecrows for for their popcorn It was, they had, um, okay, I I put this in weird order, so I apologize when I'm reading this, but um, with machines in the studios dedicated to doing nothing but popping popcorn, it took three months to pop it all. It was 190,000 pounds of popcorn. (laughs) The crew built six air poppers, each 10 feet high, capable of popping 2,400 pounds of corn an hour. And eventually they used enough popcorn to feed 720,000 moviegoers, each eating the largest tub sold at theaters. That they could not sell because it was treated with a flame retardant. Exactly. (laughs) Which would have actually retailed because movies overcharged so much for $1.8 million. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That is. In your mind, you think like, oh, they they just like pushed a bunch of popcorn out the door, a little out the windows. No, like legit. There was just a shit ton of popcorn in this, like, that is just nuts to me. 
so the and the scene when do they do with it? <laughs> right when it's all gone now, yeah. Well, you can't um, burn it. Yeah, now yeah, that's true. <laughs> and now it's just basically toxic waste. It still yeah. exists it's somewhere. Just flame retardant. <laughs> they use it for insulation in people's yeah. houses yep. because yep. Of flame Well, when they rebuilt Jerry's house, that's <laughs> what they used to line the walls. When Look Jerry that smell. Up. Yeah, he hates it. He just he cannot hates, stand it. Popcorn. And um, that right there tells you everything you need to know about him. Like yeah. Anybody who hates right. popcorn. And see, yeah. when I first watched this, I thought this was just like a quirk that you know how in a movie you'll see what a what I assume is the choice of an actor to have some sort of quirk about them. Yep. Whether it's a certain limp or they have some sort of OCD tendencies where they have to like straighten their chair every time they stand up or just something about their character that they've chosen to like really lean into to make it more of an authentic character. I thought having watched this for the first time, I was just like, why? Why would you just be upset about popcorn for no reason? And then it paid off in the end. So yeah, it yeah. Really yeah. made sense. Well, later and on. He, and he doesn't like dogs. And I personally yep. don't trust people that don't like dogs. Like <laughs> nice. I feel like that is just a telltale sign that there is yep. something wrong with them. So he also like, the dog. And mm-hmm. then the dog shows up at the end again, which is great. Nice. Yeah, yeah hopefully you didn't eat the popcorn. Right. <laughs> well, I assumed during that scene, I assumed that that was all like miniatures. I assumed because oh. when so there's a weird angle when William Atherton pulls up at the house for the first time and they're talking about the crew that's building it and how he's padding the building of this house with funds yeah. from the program. You're laborers. You're supposed to be laboring. That's right. what you get for not right. having an education. <laughs> nice. Oh. Um, and then, uh, but I thought, but just because of the angle and how small the house looked in the background, I was like, okay, so they're setting up the fact that this is a miniature and we're going to, ex- you know, this house is going to explode eventually. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it just was all practical and they just destroyed a, a house full of popcorn. So mm-hmm. good, on, good on them, I guess. They wanted it to seem authentic. Yeah. So that's exciting. Mandy, did you do the research in the Mythbusters? I didn't know. I'm so glad because I, I, <laughs> I'm excited about this part. So Mythbusters answered the question, could popping all the popcorn inside the house actually make the house fall to pieces or explode, right? And the answer is, sadly, no. Oh No, that's that's that was busted. But then they're like, but what if we found a way to pop all the popcorn instantly? Okay. And and then and then do it. And they did that with explosives, which then, of course, blew up the the small house that they built, <laughs> sure. uh, which was I like a shed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've never I haven't seen nearly enough of those episodes, but that's one that I made sure to watch because I was such a big fan of Real Genius, yeah. which is the movie we're actually talking about today. Yeah, yeah. Right, instead correct. of the rest of the other things that we were Bring talking us about. Back. <laughs> yeah, but I sure. do. I remember as a kid, like watching this scene and being like, I gotta go make some popcorn. Like I, I need popcorn like right now. Like I could even, yeah. I felt like I could smell it through the TV. You know. Right. All right. We should probably get to some games for sure. Wait. Um, I, I did want to do. Uh, I either have so Chris describes a weird dream he had. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then oh, also, may I? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yeah. So, so Mitch uh, comes out and finds Chris in the kitchen. Something strange happened to me this morning. Was it a dream where you see yourself standing in sort of sun god robes on a pyramid with a thousand naked women screaming and throwing little pickles at you? I can just, I can just picture no. it. Why am I the only person that has that dream? <laughs> I love Abs- it. And- <laughs> absolutely said that a bajillion times <laughs> over the years. I love, I love too when he's like, why do you keep going into the closet? 
to put, get my clothes, but that's not why I keep going in there, or why that's not why he keeps going in there. And he's like, of course, a man, he's twice your size. He's not going to fit in your clothes. Yeah. Think before you ask these questions. Like <laughs> all of the little things that he says are so well genius. In order to yeah. you know yeah. to bring it back, he points smarter than me, and he thinks the big guy like that can wear his clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, we have the obligatory eighties, uh, just nerd party for no reason. Yep, just like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, people in a swimming pool, uh, down in the orchestra pit, it looks like, uh, yeah, yes. in, in the theater. Yep. So we have this <laughs> coming in hot. Yeah. Wonder Trustler's School of Beauty. Not yet. I love this. They're musicians. Not yet. Not yet. You might impress them. All right. Yeah. So which, I which love comes up later. Scene. I love when he's like, don't eat that. Don't you know eating that will give you very large breasts? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm too late. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just think that is so hilarious. I thought yeah. that was a dececent line if someone wanted to. Yeah. If someone it, uh, it did not work in real life. Doesn't work. No. I mean, as a as a, a chick that's fat, I'd be like, "You just threw my freaking hamburger in yeah, the right. castle." <laughs> yeah, well, don't combine it with the throwing away food. That's just me. <laughs> but uh, she was skinny. She probably didn't even actually eat that kind of stuff. Right. We we also had uh, just a barrage of just '80s movie music mm-hmm. in the background of this film, and this song stood out to me as particularly. Uh, I mean, a, a top among the worst <laughs> for, for me. All right. Oh, I love this yeah. song. This is the Just work the lyrics. montage. Yeah, but the lyrics to the song. Just fighting to be the best in the nation. Sounds so yeah. weird. Like, just Come why on. put that limit on yourself? You don't happen to have the uh, a clip of uh, falling, falling, do you? I don't know. Okay, so that's a different '80s music uh, bit that's in there, <laughs> and it's by um, let me get this right, Comsat Angels. Everybody okay. knows that band, right? Oh, for sure. But oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, super group yeah. cracked me up about it. Is I mean, they were like you know, it's new age music of the time. It was very very poppy very snappy um but the bass player and because i was a bass player i figured, found this out is uh kevin bacon oh fun not no way the oh. kevin bacon oh. Oh. you no you <laughs> got us oh because well, i know kevin, he's a musician uh, right Right. He is. He actually is, which is why it's like, what? Yeah. Kevin Bacon, because we had just seen Footloose. Okay. Right? Yep. But no, it's Kevin John Bacon, who's oh. a British bass player with this band, and he did lots of other stuff. But it always, it was one of those uh, things. I was working on, at radio stations, and every song in this thing got played at some point or another. Yeah. So, sure. it's, you know, so you just... You throw out that little bit of trivia and hey everybody just so you know the bass player of this band is kevin bacon yeah. no no not that kevin bacon we didn't know about the six degrees yet either sure so yeah, yeah that's, that's all we had nice and uh, to this day every time i hear everybody everybody wants to rule the world by yeah. tears for fears like i automatically think of this movie even when dennis miller i was gonna to say it's that. just dennis sure. miller for me <laughs> no he fuck him i'm not sorry <laughs> 
I don't like Dennis Miller. I did as really a kid. Don't I watched like Dennis, or you well, really I, like him? Well, as a him. kid, I watched him only because I had conservative parents, and that sure. was all that was on the television. Um, but yeah, no, real genius. This that's that's where I go with it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, let's jump on into some games, folks. Let's do. Yes. Uh, you want to start off with box office? Yes. Oh. A theme song from this. Here we go. Oh, that. Hold on. That's no, yeah, that's, that's not come doing on. anything do justice better. here. Yeah. Box office theme song. <laughs> All right. Short and there sweet box office theme song by Mr. Stu McAllister. Thanks, Stu. All right. <laughs> Brian, what do you think yeah. that it cost to make this movie back in 1985? I worked really hard because months ago I went and I looked at stuff on IMDb and I was like, okay, I need to forget all of this yeah. once once we talked about me coming on doing this. So I, I've been very careful not to look at anything. Thank you. But but the very beginning scenes, there's the special effects of the crossbow in space, the lasers, the the ice capades, all of the stuff that they had to do for this. The million dollars worth of popcorn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they got a discount. <laughs> right. You know, volume. Yeah. But with all of that, there's still no bona fide star in the movie. Sure. Who, sure. Except maybe William Atherton had a bit of a price tag on him. Um, so yeah, because Ghostbusters came out the year before this, I think. Yep, yep, where he was Peck, yep, who had no prick. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yes, this man has no penis. Um, the uh, so with no star power, but lots of special effects and and you know, tons of time to do this, I think we're looking at I'm going to just give it a nice round 10 million. Okay. Okay. In yeah. $1984, $85. Yeah. I I want to give this movie, I want to have it had been made with less than that, but I'm going to say probably, I'll just go nine. Okay. I know it's a- One dollar day. Yeah, it's a shitty one dollar <laughs> bid, but we'll, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I hope it was, it was made, oh, go ahead. It was eight million. Oh, wow. So okay. you overbid, but you still got closer, Matt. For sure. Um, I was going <laughs> to say, I hoped it had been made with like a million dollars, because that's- <laughs> I was I was thinking yesterday I was thinking about this and I was like it's probably like seven and I'm like nah I'm low I'm too low yeah, yeah for sure I which I was all right well and with the music too I mean yeah Brian sure. Wrights and things and yeah. I gotta feel yeah I mean this they had to rent the underground dungeon parts or build that yeah. themselves <laughs> yeah they had to convert that theater into his weird nerd party so they, I mean there was a yeah lot of stuff they had going to bring on. in the slide yep yep yeah exactly. inflatable yeah. They had to right. burn a hole through a tree. <laughs> they had to put that, up a big, I thought big that billboard. part that part was so absurd to me that they just unleashed a death laser across the ground, like just yeah. into anyone or anything. Yep. It, it, it could have killed. And they're like celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is I great. graduated. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a burger. <laughs> Although this does illustrate the the whole or debunk the whole flat Earth theory because. As the uh, laser went further out, uh, yeah. it started just getting uh, higher and higher on the True. horizon. So, yeah. I mean, if that's got to show you right anything, there, uh, yeah, yep, that's Very my proof true. from now from on. The I will go to the tree to the to billboard. The billboard. Yep. I will cite right. this movie from now on. Yeah, that's that is at least as much proof as anyone okay. has of it being flat. We yep. have to admit, though, like the government tricking smart kids into creating something horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's totally believable. Like, sure. well, yeah. Like, oh, it's for science, and then, well, I yeah. mean, how this is 
happened. Look at Einstein. Well, that's know? the whole thing with Vietnam. And uh, it, I don't know if you guys have done the movie uh, Sneakers. No. Robert Redbird, Sidney Poitier, Dan Aykroyd, that crowd. Um, heck of a movie. But but that, that's kind of all based on, you know, people who are protesting during Vietnam and then what? Um, but yeah, that, that's, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'll, I'll <laughs> Uh, but I just I feel like in the 80s they they Mm -hmm. did this as like a trope right like they were like the government was bad and it was trying to make these covert missions and use people against whatever and then I think it people realized that that stuff was kind of actually happening and so they just sort of shy away from that now they're just like there's no there's no need to make silly movies about it because it's actually a thing that that exists yeah Yeah, people aren't even surprised they're like yeah yeah at some point went that's not funny, man. That actually happened to me. Yeah. There you go. True story. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Brian, how much yes. do you think that this movie has made worldwide gross? Probably oh. up until this point. I, I'm going to say $23 million. Okay. Matt? Including my DVD. Because, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and they got some uh, back end from stars from how, how right. we watched it, I guess. Uh, yeah, right. right so, I am going to hope... See, I, I've never heard of this movie, and I feel like to mm-hmm. have heard of this movie, it had to have made a considerable amount of money. Uh, but I still think even with cult classic. Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say 20. What did you say? 23. I'll say 20. Okay, so <laughs> I looked Explain. it up. My my only thing, the only thing I have with this is that it the I don't think this was released worldwide. I think it was only released in the U.S. Okay, so that might affect the the amount, but it was thirteen million. Oh, all right. But the U.S. gross matches the worldwide gross, so I don't think this was released in other countries. Okay, sure. Maybe so, it has something to do with the government manipulating children thing that no one else wanted to. Yeah, and it was 85 and it was a little risque. So people were sure. probably like, oh, no, we can't you know, release yeah, that. Here. Can't so, release yeah. that in France. <laughs> right. Sure. So, I mean, it made its money back and it made a little bit of extra scratch. So yeah. it, it did okay. Good enough. It wasn't a flat. I would life. have liked them to have made more money from this movie, though, because sure. I, I really like it. So, yes. Yeah. They had right. to rent want- the, the Citroen. Uh, Kent's car. They had to rent that. That car yeah, that fucking <laughs> car was crazy, and I love that yeah. they put it inside his dorm room. That was, yes, that was, yes. That was real fun. Uh, all I mean, right, uh, and uh, you know, Kent, you can't park that on campus. Like, yeah, like that's great. it's just so great. And he's now, like, "You're gonna rue the day." Now, when I went to college, this movie had just came out, and so I'm in the dorm, and we're all like, "That's what we're supposed to do in college." So <laughs> we're all pranking everybody. And I'm going to tell you about the one prank that I pulled on somebody. Nice. It's going to take me a minute. So bear okay. with me. All right. We're, we're hunkered down. So every, every dorm room door had a, about a one inch and a half gap underneath the door, you know, fire safety and all that kind of stuff. Right. And there was a single um, room at the end of the hall and everybody else had doubles or triples or whatever. And the, the guy who had the single was a real jerk. He was our Kent. Okay. And um, what we did, and uh, this is the gross part. Uh, we I feel pee. like this is the scene from, uh, uh, what's that, where they talk about glue and the ass cheeks together? The Breakfast oh. Club. Oh, Breakfast is, Club. Uh, breakfast yeah. Club, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, Not Nothing that this bad. Huh? All right. A lot a slower burn than that. Got it. Okay. So we pee in a cookie sheet. <laughs> okay. 
put that in the freezer that was in the lounge on every floor. <laughs> Freeze up that, dump it out in front of the door, and then slide it on the tile floor into this kid's room while he was asleep. <laughs> so he wakes up, gets down off his bed, and steps in a puddle of urine. And I'm sure he's got to think to himself, did I do that? <laughs> and if not, who's sneaking into my room and peeing on the floor? Yeah. So we did this a couple of times a week for a month. Yeah. And then just stopped. And he's losing it because he's talking to the RA. He's talking to the RD. Trying to figure out that. And we just stopped. And, and then it was, it was done. And the next semester we did it one more time. Nice. And that was it. And never told him anything about it. He had no idea who did it or anything. But oh my gosh. That is awesome. He was, God, he was on somehow, the edge of severely cracking. I hope somehow he's listening to this is what I Yeah. Mean. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. And, okay, you, and, and not only that, but you didn't even have to say he was a jerk for having the single at the end. You just assume yeah. that they yeah. put like the, the person at the end that has a single is probably an asshole. The real like, problem for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants to room with him. I went potluck. I got a crazy roommate, but at, you know, at least he was willing to live with me for a semester. Yeah. He was willing to pee in a cookie sheet with you. To, yeah. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how you know you got a real friend there. That's exactly. Here, Here you to. hold the cookie sheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh. I bet that spilled when you tried to put it in the freezer. Like, there was probably some spillage going on there. I'm not going to say it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have, all right. So uh, we all right. need to move on to agent. More games. We do. Yeah. Here we go. Let's play guess the agent. Okay. Here all right. Go. I'm going to move this along. Um, yep. Val Kilmer. <laughs> how old do you think he was, Brian? I think Val is about 10 years older than I. So I'm going to say he was 27. Okay, Matt? Uh, I'll give him 21. 26. Okay. Ooh. Boom. All right. Very close to that one. Yeah. How old do you think Gabriel Jarrett was? Uh, Mitch Taylor. He was 15. Little it was just, he was just straight up 15. Uh, okay, I'll give him 16. <laughs> yeah. 16. I'll say, I'll 16. say they wouldn't have put him in such compromising situations unless he was like 18. So I'll say 18. He was 15. Oh, okay. all right. All right. Um, so uh, Michelle Myrink. My Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan. How old do you think she was? Or do you already know? <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I know she's older than I am. Uh, I, she's 24. Okay. Matt. I will again say 20. All right. William Atherton. Wait, you didn't wait, say. What's the answer? Oh, sorry. 23. Oh. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Very you good. said 24 and I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. William Atherton. How old do you think he was? He was like 100. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, if Jerry. I'd been really paying attention during every other time you guys have done a William Atherton movie, I yeah. would know. You would but, think that uh, I would have even the slightest idea since this yeah. is the fourth movie with him now, but clearly I got nothing. So Yeah, uh, I'm going to put him at uh, 42. Okay, Matt? That's, I just don't seem, uh, let's say 38. He is 38, which no shit me. 
I w- because as a kid he was seen so old. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I got you. Yeah. And now that's one year older than me, and he yeah. was a fucking professor. I'm like, yeah. I'm so worthless right now in my <laughs> right now. You're, yeah, you're wearing you're uh, nice. Uh, you're wearing a light up uh, unicorn headset. Yeah, with my yeah. husband's my husband's marching band shirt from when he was in college. Awesome. <laughs> like, this is so nice. bad. All right. Um. Okay. I have two more. John Grease, who played Laszlo Hollyfeld. How old do you think he was? I have yeah. to stop thinking of him as Uncle Rico. Like, yeah. I have to think of him as this character instead. 28. Okay, Matt. Ooh, 22. 28. How did you think wow. he was 22? I thought for sure that he would have been, like, 40. In, like, my mind. Wow. I'm like, he's so old. But yeah, okay. he... And then um, last, uh, we have Robert Prescott, who played Kent. Kent. Oh, yeah. And that's the one where, you know, with the braces and everything, he seems like he'd be younger, but he's not. But I don't know. And like, uh, still, I think just everybody in this movie is in that like mid 20 range. I'm going to just give him the, the 24. Okay. Uh, here's Kent talking with his braces. Oh, Kent. What? I'm talking to you, Kent. What is this? I said I'm talking to you. No. Yeah. God, it was oh, awful. Not asleep. Must be overworked. You're not overworked, Kent. All right, we get it. Uh, let's yeah. see. Kent was. What'd you guess, Brian? Uh, tw- twenty-four. I okay. think. <laughs> God, I don't think he was that old. I, he just doesn't seem like he was. I mean, I guess they played him down quite a bit. But if I'm thinking of him the year before in Bachelor Party, he was an older. Uh, twenty-eight. He was twenty-eight. There, there you shit. go. Hey, yeah. show <laughs> finally pays off for you, Matt. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Uh, we got to keep on trucking along here. We yeah. got uh, another game to go into, and this game has a theme song also, and that goes like this. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. Wonderful. All mm. right, it is time for us to play What's That Sound? That means I'm going to play a sound from this film from Real Genius. Uh, both you and Mandy, Mandy, you look like a weird uh, flesh-colored spider is crawling all over your screen because you're. Sorry, <laughs> I was I was trying to, I was like trying to turn up these crazy unicorn headphones and as loud as I could. Nice. All right, um, I can literally only hear out of my left ear, which my daughter never told me that she couldn't hear, which I don't think she would have known it noticed, sure. but whatever. All right, here we go. So this is a sound from the film that neither of you have heard. Brian, you're going to take first swing at it. If you don't get it, it goes to Mandy, and then it goes to the audience. All right, the first one we're going to do is this one. So get ready for this. I'll adjust some volume, and here we go. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what that is. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Chris has just had the meltdown in the lab where the laser ate itself, and he uh-huh. goes back to the dorm. He finds out that Kent had something to do with it, and he kicks the fridge. The, the freezer opens. The stuff falls out, including the liquid nitrogen in an ingot, and kicks it all over the place, and that's when he gets inspired yep. to make the solid bromide laser that is the answer to the very thing. good yeah that is very correct good. yeah for for me i had a much uh smaller title to that i just said chris beats up the freezer so yep <laughs> yeah that's way way, way simpler <laughs> all right uh next sound we're gonna do is this one here get ready for this i'm gonna bring this down a little bit oh, 
All right, I can play it again if you need it. It's just a lot of noise, but there are some subtle cues in the background. Yeah, there. I need a cue again. Okay. Okay. I think that is uh, Jordan's uh, sled sliding down the frozen staircase. That is correct. Very good. Nice job. Wait. There's two for two. And then we got one more. Okay. And here is that one. Oh. <laughs> uh -oh. All my filth is in alphabetical order. This, for example, was under H for toy. Yep. If we keep That's on trucking through. Yeah. Yep. It's H for toy. Nice. <laughs> it's the uh, weird. I I titled it as flying a gyro uh, crashing through a window. So yeah, yeah. it's a weird. Would little, you call uh, that a design problem or a launch problem? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he was making the first drones in there. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that is the end. Very good. All three, three for three, woo. Brian. Very good. Woo, woo. And we're gonna move on. We have another game. This game is so new; it has no theme song. We nice. just like to call it forwards, backwards. And in this game, I'm gonna try to explain this very fast. There's a forward phrase flipped backwards, and then there's three other phrases, and you have to tell me which forward phrase is the backward phrase. Let's I hope do it makes this. sense. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Okay, so that's that's just the backward phrase. I'll play yep. it again. So this is just the backward phrase. Then it'll be followed by three different phrases. You tell me which one it is. Okay, I'm ready. Stop playing with yourself. I'm talking to you. You're not overworked, Kent. Remains to be seen. Okay, so there's four different phrases after yep. the backward phrase. I want to hear the backward one again. Yep, we'll do it again. Stop playing with yourself. I'm talking to you. You're not overworked, Kent. Remains to be seen. All right. Was it one, two, three, or four? I'm going to go three. Okay. And Mandy? Same. You're going to go three also? Yeah. You were both very wrong. No! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I heard the T at the end, and I was man. like, oh, it has to be it. For the sake of time, I'll just tell yeah. you it was number two. So, okay. Uh, you'll so listen, just listen back, and then, yeah, whatever. Uh, so we are going to do this a little bit different, guys. We are going to have to come back for plugs <laughs> because we just do not have enough time. Okay. We have less Sorry, than a minute for this. My fault. Okay. Uh, no problem. Um, but in the meantime, uh, would you watch this movie again, Brian? You betcha. <laughs> you own it. You might as well, right? I'll probably watch it tonight. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, Mandy, how about you? Yeah, I will. Okay, perfect. Uh, we all know my answer at this point. No, it's a big no for why, me. Why would you? Yeah, right. Um, I saw it. I'm glad I saw it. I didn't know it existed mm -hmm. before, and now I do. So, mm -hmm. uh, But all right, we are going to have to cut for a break, and then we will come back and finish up with some plugs and just chat this thing into oblivion. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Bob from Your Welcome Future Self, the podcast. Each week, myself and my co-host Adam come together to become less terrible people one episode at a time. It's a show about creating goals and trying to keep them. I hope you listen in wherever you get your podcasts and join us on our journey of self-improvement and mental health and stability. <laughs> or instability, I don't know. But come on, join us. All right, we are uh, back with, from what I assume is either just a weird pause or maybe I tucked in a, an ad here. I don't know. 
Sure. Um, but either way, <laughs> we just ran out of time to get to those sweet, sweet plugs. So hopefully you guys stuck around. In fact, uh, we hope you stuck around even more so because we're not just doing plugs. Uh, it sounds like Brian had something prepared for us uh, that we didn't quite have a chance to get to in the last segment there. So, Brian, if you want to take it away. All right. Okay. So I have come up with another game that I think you guys would like. So you guys want to play another game? We do. I, I do. Yes. I do. I shouldn't speak for Mandy, but, you know, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so we were introduced to a number of different er uh, characters and actors at an early stage in their career, or for some people, the very beginning, some the very end. Sure. Here's the question. How many movies do you think, or how many appearances as an actor did different characters play? Okay. So you're thinking about that, how many have they played? So the question is, in this movie, who has made the most appearances? Oh, wow. And I'm going to give you an example, a throwaway example. Um, Gabriel Jarrett, for example, how many appearances do you think he's been in? You know, he's known for real genius and all that kind of stuff. He has 40, four zero wow. uh, film credits yeah, to his name, including stuff he that's going on right now. Apollo 13. I told my husband, I was like, this guy is like, has done like four yeah. like post-production things that haven't even come out. Right. Yeah. So Still that's working. the idea. So who's got, and you know, you don't have to necessarily use what the character name was, the actor's name, and you know, who do you think has? So what you're telling us is this is of this cast, this yeah. is the person who's been in the most, right? Yes. Of, of you the got certain. It. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, Mandy, who gets do you want the wanna... most work? I don't have I a am... good name for the game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> who's 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 working? Who? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, I would say Ed Lauder, who played David Decker, who was one of the um military people the guy you know excellent choice my excellent choice i was you going did. to say that i was going to say him just because i've seen his weird face yep in so many movies uh i couldn't even tell you i couldn't even begin to imagine which movie i've seen him in like right. by name but i just know i've seen his face elsewhere um where people like john grease who i do uh, enjoy him as an actor yeah i feel like he's probably not that high on the list because i just don't remember seeing him a ton of places other than uh -huh. obviously napoleon dynamite so uh i mean william william atherton's probably been up there quite a few i'm see I'm, i feel like it's going to be someone who sneaks in right. under the radar that's not like a fairly common uh person but just for the sake of time and the sake of this game i will say yeah, I think I'll just lean into William Atherton. Uh, great, great choice. 89 credits. Okay. Um, but he kind of started later in life and so on. Uh, John Grease, 145 Jesus. appearances, right? Oh, okay. my God. Now compare that to Val Kilmer at 105 appearances. Right. And you yeah. start to see, oh, John Grease has just been in a lot more stuff, mm -hmm. not as choosy about his roles. But Ed Louder. 208 appearances. Wow. Oh, wow. Man, Mandy got it. Yeah. <laughs> way way to go. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to click on him real quick here and see what he's most known yeah. for. Appeared in more than 200 films and TV series. It doesn't right. give him a most noted for, but uh, Family yeah, Plot, Death, Death Wish 3, The Longest Yard, the original Longest Yard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just a ton King of King Kong. Man. I mean, More. we got things from like Cujo, Cujo nerds, to not, not another, another teen, teen movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Revenge of the Nerds 2. Like, 
like yeah. he's been in I like when he was in this for just huh? like my, 10 seconds I was yep. like yeah this guy's the been Rocketeer my blue heaven mm-hmm. just yep. wagons east yeah wagons east with John Candy everything. look at that all right yep. well that's fun. An episode that of is Manimal. a fun game all right cool <laughs> awesome there you go. all right uh, so, uh, so there you go. That's 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 my game. Uh, I don't have a theme song or a name for it yet, but yeah. we got it started. There you a go. Game that yeah. has no name. There you go. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And by the way, if you're listening into this and are one to uh, fancy yourself as a musician or something equivalent of, we still are looking for a theme song for the game uh, forwards backwards, uh, which uh, it's you know it's exactly what it says. There are four words and we play them backwards. So I mean, if you want to come up with a theme song. Please make it t- uh, like 10 or 15 seconds at the most is what we need. But if you're into that sort of thing, that would be great. We'll play it. Go. We'll get, we'll give you credit. Um, but otherwise, I mean, we've already said whether or not we're going to watch the movie again. Is there anything that we didn't touch on Brian that you wanted to make sure we, we did or, or anything like that? I mean, I have maybe one or two clips we didn't play, but I'm going to say they're probably not necessary. Oh, I do have the sweepstakes entries section, which was a fun I part do of the love movie. That. Yeah. So let's yeah, go ahead yeah. and throw that in here. By all means. I thought you might need some help with the test, so I dug into the computer and got every question Hathaway's ever asked on every final he's ever given. Gee, I I didn't get you anything. Are those they? No. Are those they? These are entries into the Frito-Lay sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. Enter as often as you want, so I am. That's great. How many times? Well, this batch makes it 1,650,000. I should win 32.6% of the prizes, including the car. Nice. And because of this, you can't do mechanically reproduced entries to sweepstakes anymore. Yeah. yeah. Come on. And I also say, are those they? Like, I they? do say that because time. of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. Are, is, are those they? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so- the, only, the only two little things are like little prop things that... Uh, I really wish I had done this and thought about this a little more. Um, from the time of seeing this movie to today, anytime I'm wearing sunglasses, when I'm not wearing them, I don't put them on top of my head or around my neck or whatever. I stick them on the back of my shirt. Okay. Like Chris Knight does when he's uh, about to fire the laser. Nice. Um, and, and people will walk... Th- Hey, your sunglasses are on the back of your shirt. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that is, that is where I put them. Thank yeah. you. That uh, is by design. Yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> intended to do that. Uh, which always makes me giggle. Um, and then the other is uh, when poor Mitch is on the phone with his mom and Kent's recording yes. him. Yeah. Um, that is the- tough. That is a tough watch. I actually had <laughs> yep. to fast forward through that because oh. I've seen it so many times. Sure. I was like, I don't need to listen to this again. It's yep. just yeah. so awful. So, uh, this, the, so that was right when I went off to school and the f- following spring, my parents actually did rent out my room. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is. That's weird. Was it someone they knew? <laughs> it, it was not the plumber. No, uh, who, uh, but that, that hit Mitch's close to home for you though. Too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to have a fish tank, which is one of the, in one of those big water cooler bottles. They have that in their, uh, in their dorm room. And I've I, always thought that would be a really fun fish tank to have. It is cool, but the, he, 
he still yeah. gets water out of it. Obviously, yeah. it's not it's in the reservoir. It's not coming out of the fish yep. tank. But. I have thought about it a bunch of times of how could I do this and have it work? Yeah, you'd almost yeah, you'd have to like pipe it in from behind and like just hook yep. it up like a or, faucet or and, split the yep. t- the bottle in half and yeah, come up with my so those are those are just some of the fun things that I've thought about over the years as as I've done that. But yeah, other than that. We've pretty much covered everything. I so think we... It is easily a top 10 comedy for me. Nice. Uh, I love it. I'm a big fan. Talk about it anytime you want. Perfect. All right. Uh, Mandy, uh, would you, or I guess, is there anything we missed about this or, or any final thoughts or words about the film? No, I, um, I think that watching it with a new like perspective, it, it's not as quick as I thought it would be. I do, you, you know, I do like the music montages. I think that that like ties a lot together. There's not any talking, but like, there's a lot of acting with just, you know, motions and and things that are like, Oh, we didn't talk about the guy that freaks out and screams like that. always stuck out in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. And I like, and I honestly, like in college, I had those moments where I'm like, I just, I feel like I just need to like, ah, I nearly, I nearly pulled that as the what's this one of the I what's this sound. Yeah. <laughs> also, another thing I want to mention too, the, the sound engineering on this movie, when uh old lady, what's her name, tries to make out with the 15-year-old. Sherry. Uh, Sherry Nugel. Yep. Yep. Sherry Nugel. Uh right after that scene when he goes in to talk to um Jordan, Jordan. she is like power sanding her floor. Yes. And that was so unbelievably loud compared to the rest of the film. And I was listening on headphones, you know, waiting to pull clips and just, you know, listening close for sounds of the movie and other things. And that hit and I was like, good Lord, that was just unacceptable. I almost pulled that too, but I was like, by the time we get that through the whatever processing zoom does to it and then through your headphones on the other end, it was just going to be garbage. It was just going to be loud (laughs) nonsense. So I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll work on something else, but. So yeah, that was uh that was a thing that I thought was was ridiculous about this movie as well. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. I mean, here we are. We're at the end of this thing. I think we've done it justice. I'm not saying not to watch it. I'm glad right. I did watch it. I sure. can see that having this in your life at an early age mm-hmm. would make this a better movie. I don't yes. think anyone's going to knock this down and it's not going to be a blockbuster movie now yeah. if it were to have come out today. But yeah. at the time, I think it was a fun, clever movie for, you yeah. know, yeah it worked my, it was my wife never saw it until she, i made her watch it and and she's like yeah it's entertaining yeah it's good enough right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah for me it's not life-changing but i didn't see it at the right time so i get oh. it but um all right so at the end of this we really don't have any good way to end these things uh do we so, want to do plugs yeah absolutely so we'll start with some plugs okay <laughs> so brian if you want to let people know what uh, where they can find you what you've got coming up anything you've got as far as projects going on let them sure know. sure uh, so yeah, a couple of things. Uh, I, uh, some of you know, uh, I mentioned I'm a clean comedian. Uh, I'm a part of the partnership with uh, Aaron Sorrells, the unemployed alcoholic clean comedy time.com. That's our podcast, clean comedy time, the clean comedy time podcast. Um, episodes about every two weeks. Uh, we just don't have time to do it as often as you guys do. Uh, you yeah, guys yeah. are amazing doing it every <laughs> week and the high quality that you do. Um, sure. so there's that, uh, and uh, just relaunched a website that I've been helping a friend with over the years and just took it over completely, terriblepuns.org. And of course, that's terrible. They're, as in they're torn. Yeah. Here's the sound effect. Very 
So terribleponds.org. Uh, yeah, so, is... so when you're looking that up, make sure you don't spell it correctly. Spell it yeah, as exactly. if they were they were torn from. <laughs> yep. Terrible. You got it. Uh, so yeah, that site's been around for a good ten years, but uh, I just took it over and re redid it, re uh, redesigned it, and um, it's it's publishing uh, pretty much every weekday now. You're and... kind of the king of puns. Like... <laughs> That's just like all you do. Like on Facebook, I'm just yeah. like, oh. Well, it's like. And sometimes I'll see a pun and think it's you and it's not you. It's not me, yeah. And But it will be later. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, like, it's like, how much politics can I actually post? Uh, sure. How many recipes can I actually post? And yeah, beyond that, it's like, well, you know, here's. If if I can be a source of groaning for people, you know, on a, on a pretty regular basis, that just makes me happy. Um, uh, I appeared in a in a book that uh, a friend of mine, Bob uh, Moore, put together. Okay. So I'm going to plug his book a little bit. Uh, it's uh, 200 comedy writers and stand-ups walk into a book, and nice. uh, there's my page. Which there, page? In there. Uh, there are no page numbers. Okay. It's also, so- alphabetical by first name but it's you know like a little tiny sliver of a way into the book so i'm, okay. I'm fairly early in it not as early as my friend uh, aaron <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't convince him that your name was spelled a-a-b-r-i-a-n nope no good Dang. nope uh so yeah he's he is the very first one in that book which is really funny it's just it's um, that him and then aardvark and that's yeah and exactly. then it goes on from there right and other than that, um, yeah, you can uh, find me on um, my website, brianacomedian.com. Uh, you can learn why I'm a horrible person. Nice. And, uh, uh, and, I, uh, and also on all social media, uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram are all Brian A. Comedian. Perfect. All right. And, Brian yeah. A. Comedian. Yeah. Go check him out. Go find him everywhere. Follow him. Tell him we sent you. Please. Please. He'll be the greatest of all time. <laughs> Um, you know what's weird? I'm talking about that. I realized well into my life uh, that businesses, local businesses, will call themselves like Aardvark Plumbing yeah. or Aardvark uh, Pest Control yeah. because to show up first in the phone book. Because Triple yeah. uh, A Bondsman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't realize that. Like, what kind of a weird marketing ploy that was until right? I was well into probably into my 20s, and I was like, oh, I get it. They just, yeah. because, you know, people look at a phone, like, oh my God, there's an emergency. Who do I call? They go to the phone book, look at the first page and here's Aardvark plumbing, you know? Yep. <laughs> or uh, Amco uh, car repair shops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stuff like All that. of yeah. the, yeah. Any, any double A thing you can come up with, you're yep. on board. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron um, Searles just got lucky. That's his name. He, did. <laughs> he really did. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, go find Brian in all of those places. Go follow him. Go uh, check out what he's up to there. Mandy, do you have anything you want to point people toward at all? I actually do. Um, I was recently on the Good versus Evil podcast with David Steves and John Batch. And it was so fun. It was so fun. And I love that they are like free to talk about like different topics. Like I'm here, I talk about movies, but Mm -hmm. like I was able to talk about like being a stay at home mom after 11 years of a career. And it was, they were hilarious. We had such a good time. So good versus evil um, podcast. If you can check that out, Um, it's, they're very professional, but yet still super hilarious. So give them uh, a listen. Sure. Yeah. And both of them have been on the podcast before. So uh, yes. 
your episode, Mandy, will likely come out before this airs. Before so this. You'll, you'll yeah, have to that's go, okay. You'll have to jump yeah. back a couple episodes on there and listen to them all. You know what? Mm-hmm. While you're there. While yeah. You're there. Uh, <laughs> John Gatch no, was on for 10 Things I Hate About You and David Steves was on for a couple of, Red uh, Dawn was, yeah. and Spaceballs. Yeah. And I think that might be it. But yeah. we need to have them both on here pretty quick. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll so. do a combo thing. We'll do a cross promote mm-hmm. something. A, other, swap, but... a swap cast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now, are they doing releasing that on all the usual podcast places and Pornhub so. still? <laughs> not on Pornhub anymore. I don't remember. I, I, if it, according to John, he would be like, yes. But David, who is the good part of the business, uh, would be right. like, no thanks. I think John's got another project that he's doing on, yeah. on Pornhub. It's like a cooking. <laughs> yeah. It's like a naked cooking show yeah. or some nonsense. Just, well, just an apron. Yeah. Let's yeah, say. that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that's enough plugs for them. <laughs> Matt, how about uh, you? You yeah, got anything now, going on? Yeah, now it's me and plugs for us. So uh yeah, you can reach out to the show if you like what we did, you want to tell us about it, or like you didn't like what we did, you want to tell us about that too. You can reach us via, uh, via email at another episode podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social medias at uh, another episode podcast. What I want to recommend most is that you head on over to Instagram and find us there. We're at another episode podcast where you'll find every week on Sunday or roughly thereabouts, we will <laughs> post the poster for the movie that will be coming out that week on Wednesday. And so it's not just it's not just a poster. We take that poster, we remove the faces of the uh, actors in the film, and we replace it with our guest's face somewhere in the poster. So check those out. Uh, there's all I think I went back and did every episode and put it up on Instagram. So there's quite a few nice. of them to look through there. Wow. They're pretty great. Uh, you can definitely see the progression of my skills in photoshopping <laughs> stuff on my phone. <laughs> I, I make every one of these on my phone. Nice. Um, but I have learned how to do different stuff uh, throughout the years of doing this. So you can check that out there. Uh, also, if you want to find me doing anything else uh, right now, I'm not doing any stand up or any jokes really at all, but I am venturing into the world of Twitch, uh, which is watching people play video games online. So you can find me playing video games on Twitch. My uh, username is Mattopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. Uh, and you can find that at twitch.tv there. So and there were should... 82 more metopolis. <laughs> yeah, right. That right. you had to get through. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, yeah. So just search for uh, me. I'm the best one. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So you can catch that there. And then otherwise, uh, we don't really have a way to end this. We would just ramble on forever. So what we've decided to do is play a clip at the end to close things out. And today, the clip sounds like this. Do you mind if I name my first child after you? Dipshit night has a nice ring to it. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for doing this, Brian, and we will see you guys soon. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for having me on.